0: So I've been on the topic Christ and Christianity for a while, and I believe that topic has been a blessing to all of us. Who has a question on that topic? You have a question? All right, let me take the question. Now, on the board, when I was showing you about um, the four things that have to do with the body of truth, I talked about God, we talked about Israel, then we talked about Christ, and we get to the church. Now, we are still around God. We've moved a little into Israel, but we've not really gotten into Christ. And, but if you have been following the Word seminar, I have, I have actually brushed through Christ a little. All right? But, and you know, I always say this. Never assume you know. Never assume you know. There was a guy who said, he has listened to many messages about faith. He said, so when I was coming to start the Word Seminar, he's not, he's not a member here though, but he, would, he just likes to join. I mean, he was like, oh, i have to talk about the normal things about faith. But what he was hearing, he said, ah, this thing's in the Bible. Never assume you know. Even the topic of Christ, Christ alone, you will be shocked that I don't know it. All right, let me hear a question.
1: Yes, Lisa. Thank you so much, sir, for the opportunity. Sir, it's been really, really insightful as you've taken us through the journey of um, the teaching Christ and Christianity. So I asked some of my um, members, and they sent in some questions. Sir, please, during the teaching, she said a man can contact the knowledge of God by the scriptures and then through experiences. So, sir, for example, if you have a dream and then you ignored it and then it comes to pass... Because you focus on the scriptures. How do you explain that? The person wants to know how you explain that.
0: All right. Now, you see, when you are dealing with... Do you like the question? When you are dealing with the knowledge of God, eh? especially in the light of scripture, all right. when you are dealing with light, you have to be sure whether what you know is head knowledge or it is revelation because you can know some scriptures by head knowledge and not really know them. For example, dreams, I'll even add visions. Some visions and even sometimes prophecies. All those things are, they are not things, like for example, let me use this building. It's like a very good example. It's like I want to get to the second floor. Then there are ropes that are tied to this so that it can help me to get to the first floor now. I can use the rope to get there, all right? But it is not a part of the building. I can't it. It is not a part of the building. Even though it can help me get there, it is not a part of the building. It is not something that is sure. Someone can quickly kick a scissors and cut it, and that is it. If I want to get there and I want to use what is sure, I need to go and use the stairs. So the scriptures and the things that are given to us in scripture are like the stairs. The ropes are like dreams and visions. They can take you there. But they are not sure. Now, if you have a dream, okay, and you ignore it, first of all, you need to be sure. That this dream, for example, with my light of scripture, I can ignore a dream. It's just like in the same way, at my level of faith, financially, I don't pray for money. But some people need to pray for money. They can't follow what I'm doing because they don't know the depth from which I'm saying what I'm saying. Are you getting it? Some people are praying for money. And they pray and they get it. I don't pray for money. Once I have the need, I ignore the need. The supply shows up. At a, at a younger stage in my Christianity, I was praying for money. Why? Because of the light I was functioning at the time. So you see, I'm functioning based on light. It is not strong head. So if I have a dream, and in the dream, my mother is no more or in the coffin, I can wake up, ignore it. I can, I can even do and sleep. The dream cannot come to pass if you are not functioning at, at this particular depth you might have to pray or you might have to go and listen to message because faith is a function of light I said the scriptures are what the Bible calls sure so you need to make sure that you are actually I'll get there in, in the word seminar you need to make sure that the scripture has, is actually smelling on your spirit and the only way that can happen is for you to eat it you see people are hearing things like uh, by his stripes, I'm healed. Yet they are falling sick. So it shows you that you actually don't know it. So you need to actually have time for the word of God. That's what people don't have for the word of God. They don't have time for it. For example, a simple scripture like, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. 2012, I sat in my room with that scripture. I said, This thing has to enter. I know it had but I said, It has to enter. We live in a generation where everything is so fast that we want things fast, fast. But meditation on scripture, I'll get there in Word Seminar. Meditation, carving out time to meditate on scripture, putting off your phone to meditate on scripture is non-negotiable. Otherwise, you will know many things, you experience different things. So, I'm speaking based on light. Now, if I allow my, 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 my dreams, for example, I, when I dream... It doesn't come to pass. I've not I don't permit my dreams to happen. I don't permit my dreams to happen. I, I've told them they don't they, 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 they don't they know they know they cannot come to pass. So whether the devil shows me that is non is non if God wants to pass a message to me, Bible is there, my spirit is there, we know how we talk. He knows when he passes through a dream, I'll miss the message. You know we don't go that line. So if I have a dream. And the dream is good or bad. If it is good, I can take it. If I dream and I'm counting dollars. Oh, yeah. I wake up and say, thank you, Lord. Yeah. But if I dream and something, somebody has collected money from me, Jesus Christ said, you shall have what you say, not you shall have what you dream. So I told you, I said, your dreams are the mercy of your words. Learn, you see, the I'm, I'm, Bible says God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. So these two are lights. One is lesser than the other. Remember I said, we don't cast off experiences totally. Are you listening? You don't cast off experiences totally because they're a way to know God. There are things I learned from Scripture. There are things I had to experience and find them in Scripture. There are some things I knew the Scripture and it became my experience. There are other things I experienced them and I now went to search the Scriptures and I found them there. So these two help. But this is greater. Scripture is greater. Scripture is more solid. A Christian who will Work on pillars like wisdom, faith, knowledge. If a Christian works on those pillars, that Christian is immovable and The ones that always dream, I had a dream, I had a dream, they always fluctuate. They always, and they make a lot of mistakes. Check it. Check it. They make it, they enter to a lot of error. Every time, everything that happens is I had a dream, and I had a dream, and I had a dream. They are full of errors. Rather, stick your neck in scripture. Then make sure that if something, in, in my early days in Christianity, if something happens to me contrary to the word of God, I know that it means I have to know something. Something has to enter my spirit. It is not yet there. It is not yet there. Most men of God who are at the same age of Pastor Chris look older than him. Why? The scripture that talks about your youth being renewed, timelessness, agelessness, he lives it. You can see that he has eaten the thing. He doesn't just preach it, he believes it and it's a part of him. Look, there are endless possibilities in scripture. That's what people don't know. There are endless possibilities. Do you know, you know, I preached this message, this is 2021, so I preached it nine years ago And everybody in the service left me. They were angry. This this is what I'm coming to say. But it was in the Bible. It was in the Bible. This is what I'm coming to say right now. I'll say it. If nine years ago I said it and they ran away, I'll say it. Hmm. I told them dying is not compulsory. You see, you see how you are feeling. And you, you, the reason why you will fight with it because somebody has died and you know. So your what you believe has nothing to do with what the Bible says that you know that somebody died. Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 9. Ah, but I know a man of God who died. Okay. Now, Paul is preaching. He says, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ before the world began. So what is he talking about? Our salvation. Alright, he says that he has called, he saved us and called us the holy calling. Alright, that's beautiful to see. And that's where Christians stop. Then number 10 is like they're not talking to us. Verse 10, it's like they're not talking to us. It says, but it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death. It's like they're not talking to us, and had brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. It's like they're not talking to us. I preached it. I said, dying is no compulsion. So someone asked me, ah, but the poor who wrote this, he died? And I said, yes. Because he offered himself. When it was time for him to die, he wrote the letter and told them that it is now time for me to die. He chose that option. But the key over here is that, he said, who had abolished death? Then he says, and have brought life and immortality to light. That's the key. This one has to come to light. He said the gospel, the gospel brought this possibility. I said there are endless possibilities in scripture. The gospel has the possibility of eternal life and immortality. It's like the word immortality there is impregnability. It's like the inability to be affected by what kills men. This is a possibility in the gospel. But some people will never see it. They will never see it. What they will see in their life will be Everything they have believed. But he says he has brought life and immortality to light. Look, I used to forsake a lot. I used to forsake a lot. Even when I got saved, I was still fall sick. I was forsake a lot. One day I said, no. It's not like that. I go to places. I preach and I'll tell them that the life of God is at work in them. They're not supposed to force it. They're not finished I'll force it. Of course, I had to keep preaching it because I was not sent to preach what happens to me. I was sent to preach the gospel. <laughs> you know some pastors preach what happens to them. We are all discouraged sometimes. Then the man of God, you said we are all discouraged sometimes. Meanwhile, God told uh, Joshua, he said, be strong and of good courage. That means, encourage yourself. So, how did you get discouraged when God says, be strong and be of good courage? How did you get discouraged? So, is it bad? It's because it is his experience, he tells, we all get Discouraged sometimes. Then the members say, hey, yes. Uh-huh. Then the people say, well, I like that pastor. He's very real. <laughs> you see, when you do those things, you know, some people like pastors who come to say those things. You no. Know, we all get discouraged sometimes. We all suffer, you no. Know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, 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 you don't like Pastor Christopher saying, My life is upward and forward only. I mean, most of you you know that your life is not upward and forward only. So you don't like it when Pastor Eno comes to say, You know, i don't know up and down so instead of you looking for a pastor who is real who is telling you his life is up ups and downs what you should do what you should do is look for the one who says his life is like what the word of god says i put a foot on you, you say that i must get this one even though i'm up and down it means i don't know something so what let me stick here and get this one and that's what I did because my life was up, full of up and down. When I heard Pastor Chris, I pulled him forward. I said, hey, this man, is he from heaven or what? He so we all go through something. I was sitting now, hearing him. I pulled him forward only. I pulled him forward only. And he has proved his message. I mean, I was sharing this testimony with someone because Pastor said it to us in IPPC. All right, this is what happened. Now, you know he's a healing minister, right? He prays for the sick and they get healed. Have you seen healing school videos before? Out, out, people are standing up, wheelchair, stop. Like, it's right now, write down right now. Now, his second daughter, one of the reasons why he was quite skeptical about the vaccinations was because his second daughter got crippled after vaccination. You see, the first daughter was fine, the second daughter was vaccinated, and she now became crippled after the vaccination. And you know, most vaccinations have liability, no, no liability clause. That means if anything happens to you as a result of the vaccine, you cannot sue me. You don't know, so you are waiting for vaccine. <laughs> they don't know what is going on. You are a health practitioner. Vaccines have no liability clause. Yeah. Really, well, yeah, go and take your shoulder. <laughs> take it. <laughs> Some said the uncle busy want How it call your just be sure you know what you are doing. Just be sure you sure you, are, you, have, you have researched what, whatever it is very well. all right? You have a no liability clause. That means if anything happens to you and you know things happen to people, your health practitioner, things happen to people after vaccination. I know a, a, a lady who gave birth to a very correct child, correct baby, correct baby after vaccination, the baby started having seizures. Till so today, the baby is like a vegetable. But even that one is a DNA vaccine. That was a DNA vaccine, which is a normal vaccine. Okay. The one they brought is an mRNA vaccine. Alright? So the people have been saying, ah, but we took polio, we took this one, nothing happened to us. This is the first time human beings are taking mRNA vaccine. Alright? And we can only know the true effect maybe after a period of 10 years. So everybody should make a decision. Now, I'm just saying. There's not yeah you can be elaborate I, I I I like that. So if they use you 10 years later when I see that nothing has happened to you I also take my <laughs> You see I'm discouraging people I said just go and check well. Don't say that I'm discouraging I said just be sure. alright so yeah let me continue my story. Now after this vaccination the daughter got crippled. Now what will you what do you think Pastor should do? Like in your normal mind Pastor, will do what? Out, stand up and walk. Right? It doesn't work like that. Let me tell you something about the anointing. The anointing is not on me for me. The anointing with which I minister in church It cannot help me in my house. You don't know. When you see, uh, you see, I'll lay hands on people. Out, out, out. And they say, Pastor, they pray for me and I got healed. Pray for me. If that same sickness attacks me, I cannot use that. <laughs> Shock you. God anoints men for men. He doesn't anoint men for themselves. If something strikes my body, I will have to use the faith every Christian uses for himself. Because I'm a Christian first before a pastor. So some pastors are very good in ministry, yet they are not growing in their faith. That's why you see, oh, this guy was a healing minister, yet he died of sickness. Elisha died of sickness. Read the Bible. Elisha died sick. He died sick. So, that out will not work in his family. Who? That out will not work in his family. So, he now had to be using the word of God. He wake up. He was telling us the story. He said, you wake up, you see the daughter crippled there. He would lay hands on her. He will lay hands on her. Speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Then he will start confessing scriptures. Confessing scriptures over her. Speak, speak in tongues. Confessing scriptures over her. Then he will say, these are the exact words he said, he, he said to her. You will run, you will walk, you will jump. Then you will see it. You will run, you walk. This was going on for about three months. You would have given up. But you see, his position on, this, on the matter, oh thank you Lord Jesus, his position on the matter is that the word works, we stay here for three months, every day. He said, he said many times after he finished finish praying for the girl, he will feel the healing anointing, but the girl is not standing up. If by this time because is healing the sick. Eh? And the daughter was still crippled. Wouldn't they say he's a fake man of God? So, he yeah, said, if you are powerful, heal your daughter. They said the same thing to Jesus. Physician, heal thyself. What they don't know is that what he will use in his family has to be the same faith which cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So some pastors don't read the Bible. They don't study the Bible. They only read to preach. Hmm. When you listen to the pastor who tell me I'm discouraged, I'm discouraged. One time I was listening to one American pastor like that, he was talking me, he has to go off the pulpit, now I really need to go off the pulpit because, you know, as I was doing the ministry, I was really discouraged and I was really frustrated and I had to be, and people are listening, and say, oh, this guy is really saying the truth, you know sometimes ministry we all get this, what are you doing behind the pulpit, walk away, what are you doing there, what are you doing there, what are you doing behind the pulpit, Imagine you come and see me after service and you have a problem. I'll tell you, we all are suffering. (laughs) Eh? Your own is even good. (laughs) You know the problem of such pastors? Let me tell you the problem. They never give attention to the word of God as as a person. They never give attention to the word of God. You need to grow. You yourself, you need to grow. Because you can be a pastor and be a baby. I'm not sitting growing until maturity. So I say you can be a pastor and be a baby. There are many baby pastors. The Bible says, "Warn to you nation when your king is a child." They are not going. They are not studying. And there are people in church like that. They are not going. Pons no. are seer. No, I'm not against pawns. I like it. I even encourage you. But they don't. They are not listening to anything. They don't listen to message. They don't learn scripture. Nothing. And something will happen, and you will say, "Ah, but this person I've been seeing him in church every day. You never know." sometimes pastor is preaching and they are counting the how many boxes are there so now they have counted, so this one is 76 boxes I should shake it It will shake today no 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 no, let's be serious As some people, they, they, they will never come to church until they have you know, the day they want to come to church is because they, they have just shown a new kaftan and people must know today that they have started going to the gym. And if that day someone does not compliment them, they will not close the service today. They will walk around, walk around, walk around. Nobody complimented me. I'm not coming back to this church. They don't show love. What are you doing behind the pulpit? What are you doing there? I have never needed anyone to encourage me. Say that, Pastor. That's so why I know I'm coming. to say it's a little controversial. I'll say it. I'll be telling you, listen. Oh my God, you need to marry because you need someone to encourage you. You are joking. I need someone to, en- to encourage me. Hey. You don't need anyone to encourage me. I have the Holy Ghost. He is doing a good job already. When something hits me hard. Clap, clap, clap. When something hits me hard, and I go to my room, and I bang the door, and I bang the wall, he speaks to me, say, relax, I got this. See, I'm full of the word of God. Because I'm full of the word of God, when something hits me, what response is the word of God? I listen to messages, sometimes I listen to my own preaching you've met me me listening to my own mind and you it's not i don't listen to myself like i'm listening oh wow, you are preaching good you know some people some nonsense sometimes you finish preaching and someone will come and tell you pastor i'm really impressed with your preaching so you were not you were not receiving you were not listening you were just m- marking me i impressed my preaching okay i'm proud of you you have you sent me to do anything The Bible says that we receive with meekness. It, needs, it takes humility to, to hear God. So we, refuse, we receive with meekness, then, graft the word of God. When the word of God is coming, listen for yourself. Don't be thinking, okay, this pastor, wow, 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 he's really preaching. Hey, this pastor, he has many scriptures. Forget that. If I go and sit anywhere and a little boy is preaching, I'm listening. If he says what is wrong, I cancel that. No, this one is not part. This one, but definitely, he will say something good. So definitely, you say something, I'll pick the good one. And I take it. I receive something from him. I've sat in meetings. Pastor Claude has preached. I raised Pastor Claude. But I've sat in meetings. He preaches. And I, I, I'm taking notes. Do you remember the midweek that the leaders were, were sharing? Do you remember that midweek? The leaders were sharing. So powerful. I said, yes, this is my boys. Yes, Lord. I was just writing notes. Nana would give a punchline. I said, yes. Chelsea would give a punchline. When they came before, when they talk, I'm angry. Yeah, when they came from the beginning, when they talk, I'm angry. I will always I say you, you are not talking, You are not communicating. You don't know how to communicate. But I'm so excited. Like, I'm excited. See, said, so wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. The word of God yeah, is powerful. So as whether you are a Christian, you are a cell leader. Solidar- your cell leadership will not help you in the day of trouble. It is what you know. So don't listen to preach listen to know for yourself. Sit down with the gospel. Sit down. Sometimes I'm listening to the things I've preached. Most of the time after Word 7, I, I, I listen to it again. Why? Because there's something on me while I'm preaching. So I'm not looking at the person there. This is a different person for me. Listening, So I start listening for my spirit, for myself. I'm listening to Pastor Chris. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening deal I'm listening. I put myself on three doses a day. Three messages a day. Morning, I'm listening. Afternoon, I'm listening. Evening, be intentional about your growth. Morning, I'm listening. Afternoon, something will play. I, I, I don't have to sit down. No. As I'm listening, I can be doing something. There are times you need to actually sit down. But I can be doing something. Maybe I'm cleaning something. It's playing. It's playing. It's playing. It's playing. I'm going to look for a very nice Bluetooth speaker. Or oh, you get the day and casa. So by times, if you stick to the word, you come up to that it's making noise. Even if I don't hear everything, I will hear something. In passage talk, I'm talking back. I said, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm saying, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. You see, so emphasis on Scripture. The light. When you start functioning a greater light, you see that's the thing about the greater light and the lesser light. The greater light supplies the lesser light. There is no prophecy that will be valid without getting it from Scripture. Once it goes against Scripture, it is not from God. So you see, the the lesser light still depends on the greater light to shine. So this is more important. Have I answered the question? Yeah. Any other question?
1: Thank you, sir during one of the teachings, he said that the lesser does not initiate a covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, what do you call the situation where you tell God that, okay, um, if He does a particular thing for you, you'd
0: also unite with something? That's not a covenant. That's a vow. And I said, when you make a vow, God can accept or decline. You see, that's not a covenant. That's a vow. You have come to God and, okay, Lord, I want you to do something for me. If you do it, I don't have this thing here, but if you do it, this is what I will give you. I have made vows before. You know, some people, they make vows, they don't pay, and the next time I go to God, I say, you. The next time I go to God, I say, you. The last time, <laughs> you don't, you know, i made a vow before. Sometimes I tell you, Lord, if you do this, I wanted God to do something for my sister, my elder sister. It was... A situation she was in, and I wanted her to come out of the situation. And I was praying for her, praying for her, praying for her. So, I want you to pray for long, and it's not going. Try a vow. I've been mean, praying about something, it's not going. Try a vow. So, I said, Okay, Lord, if you do this thing for me, I'm owing you a thousand dollars. Quick, 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 quick. God did it. Quick, 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 quick. That means He accepted the offer. He accepted the offer I made. Sometimes you decline the offer. Sometimes I tell you, bring more. You don't know. Yes. And sometimes God will ask for certain things from you. Right? Sometimes you say, Lord, I want this. Then God will say, okay, for me, for this, bring this. Not because you are buying it as it were, but it is how God is helping you to extend your faith. So what you are doing is actually what we call a faith extender. We talk about it in Word now. I've answered. Next one. You have one?
2: Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Sir, In one of the teachings, you said, God doesn't answer our prayers, but he responds to his words in us. So would it be okay to recite scriptures as a form of prayer?
0: Yes, sometimes. In Israel, they recite some of the Psalms as a prayer. But it, 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 there's a little challenge with that after a while. This is what happens. When you are reciting scripture, what actually happens is, while you are reciting the scripture, your spirit will pick. Okay, this is the thing. We move from the known to the unknown, right? There are different ways by which someone prophesies. One of it is reciting scripture. When you are reciting scripture, check it. If you have done it very well, the way it's supposed to be done, check it. Once you are reciting scripture, yours will come out. David, that is how David wrote some of the Messianic Psalms. He will be talking. By the time he's talking, God talks back to him. And it's all in the psalm. Okay, go to Psalm 91. All right, so you see over here that David is the the one talking. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So you see, all this is David talking. Um, Go to verse 12. Let me see something. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the other, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Verse 14. Now, immediately the thing switches. God now starts talking. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Is it David who will deliver him? No. God has started talking. Prophecy came while he was saying what he was saying. So sometimes, it's one of the ways um, um, prayer comes out. While you are reading the scripture, What is from your spirit will now come out. So he actually said he had said so that we may boldly say. He had said so that we may boldly say. That's the principle. So when you are sometimes reciting certain scriptures, if you remember during the lockdown, when we were praying against the king of Assyria, the pastor said, "Those who cannot speak in tongues, there are these scriptures. Recite them. Recite them." So reciting scripture can be a form of prayer. All right. but while you recite them, yours must come out. Because it, when it comes out from your heart, all right, when it comes out from your heart, it has the impact. So while you are first of all reading the scripture, sometimes you are reading it from your head. But the reason why he told them, read it again and again, is while you are reading it, and it, it transfers from your head into your heart. You catch it, answer it.
2: Next said, the next one. You said two things a believer needs to deal with an issue is authority and power. And we know that power is from prayer. So, how do you gain authority in the spirit?
0: Power is not from prayer. I know there are some prayer warriors, they are surprised at what I've just said. Prayer doesn't bring power. So, some people think when they pray long or when they fast long, if you are fast 100 days, I'm telling you, you'll be sick. I've not done a continuous fast. Listen to what I'm saying. I've not done a continuous fast of more than three days. And if I'm doing three days, and second day I get my answer, I stop. You, right now, you'll be thinking that I don't fast. Right now, I know. You'll be thinking I don't fast. But I've done 21 days of I, I, I fast, I break, I fast, I break for 21 days. I've done that only for. But continuous fast. you hey, don't kill yourself. Huh. I fast, I get my answer, I stop. I'm not the one coming to convince God to do what I'm looking for. He's not a wicked God. You see? it's not a wicked God. Sometimes, depending on what you are looking for, you can fast a certain number of days. Me, usually, by my second day, I've gotten my answer. All right? Sometimes, prayer, okay, a prayer, like I said, um, power is not from prayer. Where is power coming from? Power comes from the Holy Spirit. I tell you this, you will see more power at working your life, obeying scripture, than you will fasting. Like if you want to pray to be wealthy, yet you have ignored Titan. You are joking. Are you getting it? Alright. When I pray, for example, when I pray about something, all I'm waiting for is God's instruction. Because God's instruction is what will change the meeting. One time I was preaching somewhere a long time ago. I was preaching and God told me people would be healed in a meeting. Ah, I've preached, I've preached. I even started praying for the sick. Nobody was healed. But God told me people would be healed in a meeting. So, I was praying. So I told them, sing, sing, sing. So how they were singing? They thought I was, I was singing. Well, I was not singing. I was just singing. holy ghost. You told me people would be healed in a meeting. What do I do? 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 He said, touch the first lady on the right. It was a touch the first lady on the right listen, when I touched her, pow, she went under the power, the person next to her went under the power, went under the power went under the power the next thing is, someone was healed when one person was healed, we started sharing the testimony, the rest started getting healed what, what brought the miracle? what God told me he only backs what he has said, there are meetings I have prayed one hour Those meetings were full of power. There were meetings I prayed 24 hours, nothing. Yeah, I'm telling you today. I'm I'm not against long prayer. You know I pray long. When I pray, you know, you get tired and I'm still strong. You get it. I pray, I believe in praying long. I believe in fasting. I believe in, I believe in 40 days fasting. I believe in it. I believe in 5 million days fasting. I believe all. (laughs) I believe all of them. But power comes from the word of God. The multiplicity of prayer is not what brings power. So when you want to function in power, a lot of the time, what prayer does is prayer conditions your spirit. You will not be able to, if I'm talking about what God says to you is what will make a difference. You will not hear God on the street as it were. So in the place of prayer, when you are serious with God, praying, what you are doing is, you are actually activating power that is already there. You are not now praying to bring power. You are activating the power. And sometimes, just a single song, the power is activated. So, for power, Every Christian has the power of God. It's about, you know, activating it. Now, when it comes to authority, there's a difference. Authority is delegated power. In authority, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the one who... Are you getting it? In authority, we are not dealing with you. We are dealing with the one... Who is behind the authority? So I usually use the police um, uniform as an example. Over there is Ghana, whatever. You it's not because he physically has the the strength to stop a car. He does not have the physical strength to stop a car. But because of his uniform, if he lifts his hand, you have to stop. Because if you don't stop, you are not in trouble with him, you are in trouble with the government. That is authority. So when it comes to authority, the Christian must just understand authority. You got it. You got it. Good one. That's all. Anyone with any question? I'll take one more question and close. Anybody? Okay, there's someone with a question. I'll take one question and close.
2: Thank you so much, sir. Sir, please, um, my question is two in one, actually.
0: Two in one, go ahead.
2: So, um, it's in line with what um, the lady said about the covenant and the vow. So, I posted it on my status because I took it upon myself that my status is my pulpit. So, when I posted it, someone texted me that what is the difference between a covenant and a vow. And then when I explained it to him, he went like, "Um, there are baby Christians on my status as well. So when I post things like that, they would rather take it the wrong way. So I want to ask, back to my second question, I want to ask that when we are posting things on our status, I mean, pertaining to what we've learned and want to share it so that others will learn from it, are we to um, choose um, like what we've learned carefully because there are baby Christians who wouldn't understand because of the difference in their depth?
0: Okay, good question, very good question. Don't you think it's a good question? Now, imagine there's a little girl and you want to teach her to say, there's a baby, and you want to teach her to say, I want to wee-wee, I want to urinate. You know the real word is, I want to urinate. But we're always giving them wee-wee, poo-poo. You get it? If they grow up, And they don't learn you in it. Hmm? If they grow up and the girl is now 23 years old, she goes somewhere and says, I'm going to wee-wee. What happens? And she's still using that children's language. Now, the thing is like this. When you are sharing something on your status, for me, my audience, because of my many years of being a christian the people who are usually on my status are usually people who are very likely to think at my at my level so there are some things i write and get away with like for example i can lambast vaccination on my status if you go and follow what i'm doing people will cut your head off because the people are in my um in my Audience or the people who watch my status, actually, people who are almost all of them are almost of like mind. All right, so I know where. I'm. Now there are two kinds of babies. When the Bible talks about baby Christian, there are two kinds of babies. All right, there is the um, brephos. I'm using Greek words now. There is brephos and there's nepios. Brephos is a baby baby. You don't expect him. To not be a baby, uh, to to grow, to have grown by then, do you understand? Brefos means he is six months old. There's nothing you can do about six months old. He's a baby. Do you understand? Nepios is he is sixteen years. Yes, he's still asking for serilac. For the Nepios, write what you write. Because he has to come out of it. So, Paul actually said, he said, when you now need to be teachers, you now have need. When you ought to be teachers, at this time you ought to be teachers, you now have need that we teach you the basic things again. So, he was trying to tell them that your age now, you are not supposed to be a baby. So, let me tell you something about the body of Christ, globally, full of babies. Hebrews chapter 5 and so on, it said, for when... For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you now have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And have become as sad as have need of milk and not of strong meat. But this time, like you guys should have grown. That's what he's telling them. By this time, like you guys should have grown. So you're looking at a 20-year-old girl who is to behave like a baby. For that one, what do you do? You have to rebuke the baby out of the person. Jonathan, so those kind of people, the person has been a Christian for 10 years and still does not know some very, very basic things. No one writes what you write. But when you are dealing with genuine babies, people who just came into the faith, you have to learn, and that's something most of you have to learn. You have to learn to put teachings in context. I make sure every time I come, even during the Word seminar, even when I'm teaching on that day, I make sure I go back to give you the foundation. Learn to put teachings in context. Because sometimes people pick something from pastor. You pick it in the middle. Like for example, when people were, were, were insulting pastor Chris concerning the, 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 the COVID-19. Then um, also when pastor said 316 that Jesus Christ is likely to come either 3 years, 6 years or 10 years. And people just took that part that he said that and started posting it around. That's very, very, it's very immature, very stupid. You know why? Because he did almost a seven day long teaching as to why he arrived at that. And he, what Pastor was saying was not a prediction, it's not a prediction, it was biblical calculation. If the Bible is wrong, he's wrong. Because Jesus Christ said, The day and the hour no man knows. He didn't say that the time nobody will know. Because he actually said, that he will give them the signs of the time, and Jesus Christ gave them. He said, "This generation will not pass until these things be fulfilled." And what is the yatsik of a generation? A hundred years. So, if you read the scripture, why do you think uh, all these things and David begat this? Do you think it was just written for nothing? It was to help us. Bible talks about in Matthew chapter one, from Adam to this was fourteen generations. This one today, He is telling you that you should calculate. He's telling you to calculate. So people just pick those things out of context and write, pick that small part and start posting it. If you want to post it, start from where he started. And people think, at the end of the day, now start thinking, ah, how could he have just said that? No, he didn't just say that. There are things that I have said that people took me out of context. For the people of the world, that is how they are. We don't, we don't. They, they, they will just look for something to see. So we are fine. But for when you, when you are gospel and you are going to put something on status. Now the thing about covenant and vow. Now that is doctrine. I don't see why you should put, you should put it over there. And just if you understand it very well, you can put that. If you have any question, ask me. If that baby Christian is smart, you come and ask you questions. So we will not say we will not teach the correct because they are babies. Imagine I've seen that. Okay most of the people here are babies. That's the reason for my teaching. I'm taking you out of being a baby. So once you understand that you are all babies, I'll say, Jesus will do it for you. God will do it for you. He is a miracle. Working God. Anytime you are discouraged, cry. It will bring out the emotion. And Jesus will meet you at the point of your need. When they asked me, they said, because you're a baby. No. I'll come and I'll punch you like this. I'll say, To say you are discouraged is not wise. Then you'll be like, hmm. Then what's the next thing you will do? You will now listen to why I'm saying that. Then from there, what have I done? I've brought brought down one stronghold. I've brought down one stronghold. Now, remember the day I wore the imaginary earring? When I wore it, it was for five minutes. I I don't even think it was after five minutes. Now, when it happened, when I saw what happened, the reaction, on Sunday, the Sunday, when I started now teaching and I started explaining certain things, the way the church was clapping, I knew that, hey, you know, you could see that some people were waiting for pastor to explain himself, you see, so what happened that day, I was able to explain it.